This is In the Zone, your home for Salina Sports Talk. High school sports, Kansas Wesleyan and Bethany, KU, K-State, and Wichita State. Wait, is there anything these guys don't cover? You're in the zone. Welcome back into In the Zone here on 1150 KSAL and 106.7 FM. I'm Jackson Schneider, joined now by the voice of the Kansas State Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson. And uh, Wyatt, a, a fun game day today, but a very important one as well. The first day of the Big 12 tournament, K-State taking on West Virginia up at the T-Mobile Center. And I, I don't know that I'm, I'm used to calling it the T-Mobile Center, if it'll ever be that for me. But uh, I'm sure it's going to be fun tonight. But what... What makes this game so important for K-State? Well, I think a lot of things. Uh, when, when you get into this type of year, time of year, uh, after K-State's finish, I think you want to do, push the reset button a little bit and, and try to get something done here in Kansas City. Um, it was a tough ending to the regular season, uh, losing five straight. And of course, West Virginia had lost seven in a row prior to winning against TCU at home on Saturday for their senior day. So as so many people have said to me, there's a reason these two teams are playing today uh, to try to fight to get into Thursday. Um, both have been okay at times, both have been very inconsistent, but to try to answer your question, you know what, as coach Weber said yesterday, it's March, baby. Let's go see if we can do a little damage. And I think the guys are excited about it. Um, we'll see if they're totally healthy. I don't think Marquise uh, is 100% by any stretch, but I think he's going to try to give it a go. At least that's the plan as of now, and we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Now, the winner of this game tonight gets the uh, honor, so to speak, of going to face <laughs> Kansas on Thursday afternoon, but I think it's a little bit bigger than that in trying to preserve your season, and like you said, with Coach trying to – see if you can make something happen, but um, you have to win tonight to get to that point. Um, but the thing that I keep thinking about is that K-State over the past several years has actually had really good success in their first game in Kansas city. I, I think back to, you know, last year and the year before that as well. I mean, before the world shut down, K-State won their first uh, game of the big 12 tournament. So is there something that kind of leads to that, or is it just kind of the matchups for K-State? I would say for the most part, it's probably matchups. And, and I think in this particular scenario, remember K-State um, played here at T-Mobile earlier in the year. Uh, I think that's a little bit of an advantage. KU always seems to try to do that too. Um, these guys like the I mean, this is kind of like an NBA-type arena, let's be honest. I mean, T-Mobile's very, very nice. Um, they do a great job here in Kansas City of, of putting this tournament on. And, you know, everybody knows it's, it's March Madness time. Let's go. And I, I, so I think that is motivating uh, to, to all the teams. And you, and you talked about the honor of playing the number one team. That's an interesting way to put it, but it is. I mean, it, that's the goal. That's what you want to do. And, you know, I think it's about – what do you have left in the tank? Are you going to give me everything you got? Kind of a kind of a game. Um, West Virginia, <laughs> I mentioned they had lost seven in a row before Saturday, but think about this: they'd also lost fourteen out of fifteen. That's pretty crazy. Um, it, you know, K State's had a very up and down year, no doubt, but uh, West Virginia's had it even tougher here in the last couple of months. So 
I'm anxious to see how they respond. I got a sense that these two teams will fight. They played a couple of times during the regular season. Uh, I put a little more emphasis on the second than the first, just because of the COVID thing. But um, I've said in other interviews today that both of these teams, if they make shots, they can be dangerous. That if is a big if, isn't it? I mean, we'll we'll see if, if that is the case. But if, as an example, Nigel Pack and Tash Sherman are both hot, I'm in. Let's watch. I'd be excited to see that. <laughs> Absolutely. It's kind of two, two of the league stars these days. But yeah. um, the coaches is a very interesting thought as well. I mean, obviously, Bob Huggins is a legend, and he has been for quite some time. Um, and he spent time at Kansas State as well. So I think I think that that kind of draws a lot of K-State fans in as well because uh, a, a lot of people here, at least who I talk to, are pretty grateful for Coach Huggins and what he did to kind of nudge K-State in the right direction um, a handful of years ago. Um, and it's always fun to play him each year since he's in the league now. But then you've got on the other side, Bruce Weber, and I don't want to talk about too many of the negatives, but it's impossible to, to not discuss that there's some outside noise uh, regarding oh, sure. him and his future. Um, and, and I can't imagine that that's easy for him or the team to navigate through when you've got such an important game tonight. Uh, but it seemed like yesterday in Coach Weber's media availability that he, that wasn't even something that was on his mind. He was focused on this game. Do you feel like that's true all the way through to the players? I wouldn't say it's it's not on his mind at all, but knowing the way he ticks, I would say it's secondary to almost everything else uh, that has to do with with today's game. Uh, I've, I've been around the guy for 10 years. I, I know how he thinks um, he's trying to get his team ready to go. It's, uh, you know, and motivate different guys, try to work on, you know, some guy's health and some guy's psyche. I mean, it's coaching is it appears to be easy, but we all know it's a lot tougher than that. And it's all about, you know, preparation and, and then taking that preparation to the game floor and, and doing good things. Um, and I think, you know, because of the inconsistencies of these, these two teams, both of those guys have had their hands full trying to coach <laughs> these two teams this year. So I'm anxious to see how, how this game plays out. Uh, you mentioned coach hugs. He, he was only at K-State one year, but I think you're accurate. He, he put Wildcat basketball back in a, in a better place, and I think he'll always be remembered for that. I, I love the year that I had with Hugs. He was so much fun, and they won 23 games, and uh, I respect him so much as a, as a person and as a coach. And, and Coach Weber has, you know, I mean, we clo closing in on 500 wins. I, I don't think you do that unless you know what you're doing. And <laughs> these two teams have have probably not had the year, obviously, that they both wanted. But there's, there, here we are today. One more opportunity to get to tomorrow. That's all you can do. Absolutely, it's all you can ask for is enjoy today and, and get one more opportunity to do that. But uh, I did want to ask you, Wyatt. I know you're you're waist deep, maybe even higher in basketball in the Big 12 tournament. But Coach Chris Kleiman had his first presser yesterday uh, to kind of discuss the start of spring practice. I mean, they were only one practice in, but he, he mm -hmm. offered so many different answers about basically every crack and crevice that has to do with the football team from new staffers to newcomers. And I was just curious if anything that he had said yesterday stuck out to you. 
several things. And I would start with the fact that he talked about the crispness of the practice. Uh, I love that. Um, and, and basically that means you got a lot of guys back and, and he referenced, you know, the late bowl game, um, January 4th, uh, down in Houston against LSU. And so it was like a lot of those veteran guys had never left the practice field. <laughs> that is a good thing. Um, this is a team that I think will be very competitive in the fall. Um, you, you've added a piece with Adrian Martinez, uh, with, with a veteran quarterback to go with a dynamic running back, a couple of two or three or four of those receivers, I think have a chance to, to be good doing some retooling of the offensive line, but there are lots and lots of pieces on the defensive side too, new and old. So I do think he really likes his team. The attitude is good. Uh, he touched on a lot of things. You're right. Um, including, I mean, even so some would consider minute things like Jackson Ian playing running back as opposed to fullback and those kind of things. But uh, I think there is some versatility and some excitement with this group. And it's going to be a really fun spring. It's, it's kind of an odd one because they had pro day today and then uh, they're off next week for spring break. And then after that for three weeks, it's going to be pretty exciting about a couple of two, two to three times a week for three weeks to, to wrap up spring ball. And I'm, I'm anxious to be out there. I, I was out there yesterday morning. Golly, it, it felt good. It felt good to be in the indoor watching some football again. It was awesome. Yeah. I, I could tell he, he was co coach is always very open and honest, but there was something about the way that practice went that just kind of had him, a little bit peppier and even that with the mm -hmm. stuff he knows he was sitting there with uh answering questions while with a box of kleenex there some sort of allergy <laughs> thing was bugging him but i to me another thing that really stood out was uh just his his confidence in the defensive line group even though they're so thin there right now with a lot of injuries right. he, he seemed to think that once those guys start to work their way back that's going to be a really good group and i think he obviously you know, he has a lot of evidence to that because they were so good for so long before some of those injuries started to pop up. But I wanted to ask you if you had a chance to see them in action yesterday, see those guys working. Uh, and I mean, coach said there's only seven guys, but still, uh, as long as there's some of them out there getting work, I would say that's a good thing. Well, you bring up an interesting point because there are a lot of guys that are out uh, still rehabilitating from uh, post-season surgeries. Eli Huggins is one of those guys, and I think that was an early, I guess this is the right way to say it, an early Christmas gift for me when I found out that he was coming back for 2022 because he's such a good young man. He's exceptionally consistent in what he does. Uh, I think Jalen Pickle is another guy who's made really, really big strides. Those two guys in the middle of that defense, that, that's exciting. You know, having Clint Duke back, um, we, we saw what Felix Anyuduke Uzama did last year. There are some, some real quality pieces there. Um, but this is a, it's, it's about them to a degree, but yesterday and, and early in spring, it's a lot more about some of those young guys. One of the kids that they have um, is a Manhattan, former Manhattan high kid, Damon Lalio, and, and I <laughs> I think he's going to be a really, really solid player. He's not the tallest guy in the world, but he's exceptionally strong. He's really, really tough. Uh, Titus Tuiasasopo, whose dad coaches with K-State, is also 
a guy making his way and a young kid um, that, that I think has a chance down the line. So that's also what spring is about. And we didn't even touch on this, but this is a factor too. A lot of the players talked about it after the, after the practice at the media session was the tempo of the offense with Colin Klein now in, in charge of that. So there are so many storylines and angles for this group this year uh, in the springtime, even more so than I think a, a normal year. Yeah, it, it was to me, one, it was a quick turnaround. And Coach yeah. had mentioned that, like you said, he felt like they were a lot more crisp because they only had played, what, six, seven <laughs> weeks ago. Um, and that was an advantage, but to me, I, I, you know, just being in that room and seeing all those guys again, it was kind of getting me ready for fall and Hey, we just got to March. So I feel like there's going to be a long, long wait from now to, to September to see those guys in action, but it leaves a lot for me to be, uh, excited for, to see them once that time does come. And there's a few games in that schedule as well, that I'm always going to get excited about. It's good to see Missouri back on that schedule and I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, it, it is good to see a team like that to, to come to Manhattan in the fall. Now it, it's a, it's a home and home. We'll, we'll go to Columbia the following fall. Um, but but that's really exciting to have them on the schedule. I think it's good for their fan base. I think it's good for our fan base. Um, those kind of uh, non-con games are really great. Um, uh, there's danger involved, of course, because <laughs> you want to win those non-conference games because we know how hard the league is. But, hey, you also have to get ready for the Big 12, and, and uh, that's a good way to do it, playing Mizzou. I'm, I'm looking, like you, I'm looking forward to that one. Again, we're joined by Wyatt Thompson, the voice of the Kansas State Wildcats. And K-State will be in action tonight on the hardwood in the Big 12 tournament. But, Wyatt, before we let you go, I got to ask, because I saw some pictures last night of that annual broadcaster dinner with the uh, Big 12 voices from all around. Uh, you get to do that, I would imagine, almost every year. But this this one, to me has to feel a little bit better because it's, you know, we're a little further removed from COVID and everybody's looked right. to be a lot happier to be in that room, but how cool is it to get all of those broadcasters in one room for, for a little while, just to kind of celebrate the season. And, and if you can, were there any fun stories exchanged? Oh, there's Jackson. There's always fun stories. That's, that's part of why we do it. Um, we started this a few years ago, just getting together to have a little meeting and, and you know, a couple of drinks and, and a very nice meal. And it's just exploded into, I'm, I'm really intrigued by the reaction that, that people get from to, you know, from Twitter and that kind of stuff, seeing the pictures and all of that. We do have some characters <laughs> in our league. Um, and so there are lots of stories um, when we were leading up to the event, uh, there was a mass text among the play-by-play -play guys about what's going to be on the agenda. And somebody jokingly said Doug Sermons, and then they, uh, who's is a Big Twelve official in basketball, <laughs> um, somebody somebody brought that up last night. Are we going to get to talk about Doug Sermons or not? Those kind of things. And then uh, the storytelling is the best part, um, for, from my perspective, because. We, we kind of go around the room at one point and, and, you know, everybody has a, a chance to chime in and, and, and talk about something that's happened in the last year. And there's always, there's always two or three, right? I mean, it's just, it's the nature of live uh, broadcasting. Um, it, but it's a fun group. We have a great time. And uh, I'm proud to be part of that group, to be real honest. Uh, they're, 
we, we were minus Toby Rowland at Oklahoma and Craig Way at Texas. Both were doing baseball games and fly in for the tournament today. But other than that, we had a great turnout, had some Learfield representation there. Eric Nichols from Learfield was there and, and, and several others, Daniel Brower. So we had, we had a good time. Uh, it looked like it. I'm, I'm glad you got to do that. And I know you are <laughs> very excited, not just for tonight, but for the potential couple of days ahead here. And hopefully you get to stay up there in, in Kansas City for a few extra days. But uh, well, with the snow, why not? We got snow coming. <laughs> yeah, you, you might, right? have to might, stay as, up might there. as well hang around. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anything, you know, here's the truth. I mean, whether, whether you're a fan of West Virginia or K state, you have nothing to lose. The expectations are low. Go out and win today and see what happens tomorrow. You know, I mean, I don't mind playing Kansas ever. You know, it's an opportunity. Uh, it, they're, they're tough. They're good. They're the number one seed for a reason. But with that said, uh, we've seen big 12 basketball do what it's done this year. And, um, there's a reason they call this now March Madness. Let's not forget that. Absolutely. Well, Wyatt, as always, I appreciate you uh, spending time with us each week, especially a day as busy as today for you. <laughs> but uh, hopefully we'll be talking again soon about some K-State wins and hopefully keeping the season rolling. That sounds good, Jackson. Great talking to you, buddy. I appreciate it very much. Appreciate you. Again, Wyatt Thompson brought to you each week by Robson Oil in Abilene for uh, thanks to them for allowing us that privilege to have Wyatt. Uh, but that's going to wrap up our show today. We will be back tomorrow right here on 1150 KSAL and 106.7 FM.